Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's RBC Heritage. And joining me to break it all down, it's the coach. Hey, coach. Yeah, yo, yeah. Yo, yo, what's up, baby, man? Today was a good day, and we're seeing a resurgence. And I'm just, I'm here for the story. It may be a blowout right now, but man, I'm into this. I really am. It may be a blowout right now, but we're going to see how it all goes down tomorrow. And you can stream it on CBS Sports app, cbssports.com, or your local CBS Sports station. You can also watch via Paramount+. Plus. There are more ways to watch Stu Sink than ever before. Coach, he enters the day with a five-shot lead. He exits the day with a five-shot lead. It was a two-under par 69. He fought off some of the closer chasers. Nobody ever really got that close. Stewart Sink is going to be five shots clear when he tees off on Sunday. You know what's cool, Rick G, is that Amanda Balionis, I don't know, somewhere early in the broadcast today, she put up a, a the full screen about how hard it is to go back-to-back low rounds on the PGA Tour. It's damn near yeah. impossible when you look at the numbers, and he did it. So you knew that today to go back-to-back-to-back was almost going to be impossible. So that 69 was almost as impressive to me as the 263s were because of some of the predicaments he got himself in. Like when he got that ball stuck behind the tree tree thing on whatever hole it was 12 and him and his son just talked it out. They said, okay, we're going to go right there. He hit it right there. Maybe the shot of the the tournament, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you, but everything he's doing in complete control. And even though he shot a two under as opposed to an eight, I thought today was awfully impressive. Nobody could get any closer. And now he's at 18 under maybe playing the best golf of his career. Uh, that I think that is true. Yeah, I actually didn't think so. I, I simultaneously think this round wasn't that great, but it was impressive, right? Because all of the things that you're describing, there was there were some situations he put himself in, and you're like, oh boy, this 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 could be the spot. This is where he could get into trouble. That that one on twelve. So his ball is, if you didn't see it, his ball is is resting on a fairly sizable stick and he can't move the stick because if he moves yeah. the stick, he moves the ball. That's going to be an issue. So he's got to decide coach. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to blow this stick up. I'm just going to try to get as much ball as possible here. He ends up advancing it uh, just off the green. He gets up and down from there, almost rolls it in, ends up making par. And that was one of the spots that you thought if this kicks right, if this kicks left, there, there could be a big number here, but he was able to just kind of assess that situation keep it under control and and not give back a ton of shots. When I watch how he goes about it and, and it, us in the media, we love to latch onto a storyline that's sexy, that feels good. And the storyline of him and his son is a really, it's a cool storyline. It's feel good all the way around. There's nothing bad about it, but l- let's, let's make his caddy, not his son. Okay. Just for a second. And let's just say he's a regular caddy on the PGA tour and not his boy. It may be the best combo that's out on the PGA tour right now because they're so la- uh, so loose 
they allow the microphones to get so close to them that we're getting sound on CBS that normally we only get on PGA Tour Live. And mm-hmm. we're hearing everything that they talk uh, uh, around. And so today, when they got into trouble, they tucked their way out of it, and then he hit the shot. I think part of the reason he's playing so well is because of his son. But now you look at the other players are, that are hoping, and they're expecting him to make a mistake. They're me- expecting him to back up. His mistakes are now pars. They're not bogeys. And I think tomorrow he does win because I don't see him the way he's hitting the ball right now and the way he's hit the ball this entire year. This is not just this week, Rick. Right. He's third in the FedEx Cup. He's already won this season. This is this is not just, hey, he's showing up once. He's legit. His game is back. And he said yesterday, it was a great interview. They said, why are you playing so well? He said, I'm not done with this being my job yet. <laughs> and I thought that was a super cool answer. To, I enjoy playing golf. I want to do it for a living. And I've got to work hard to do that because there's a lot of young dudes that are coming up. And he said, quote, they're not getting any worse. And I thought that was a great quote. The routine that Stewart and his son Reagan have, uh, it's kind of unflappable coach. I mean, they got put on the clock on his second nine for slow play. And now they've changed the rules and how they enforce this on the PGA tour. So it's no longer the group going on the clock. It is literally Stewart sink. You sir are on the clock and he did not waver from that routine. And it, it showed, right? I mean, for him to get into the clubhouse uh, at, at two under and keep his five shot lead. I mean, he's just going to do the same thing on Sunday. He is going to go through the routine and he's going to try to close out a five shot lead, which has been done. A- any idea how often a five shot lead gets closed on the PGA tour coach? Did you see this? No, I did not see it. So the way <laughs> you're setting that up, I'm going to say, I would think it'd be 80 to 90%, but I'm going to say 50. It's 82%. Okay. That's what it yeah. should be. That's what it yeah. should be. Uh, players this is from Justin Ray players with a five shot lead through 54 holes on the PGA tour in the last 15 years. There's only been 40 of them and the, they've won it 33 times. So that's 82.5%. This would be, uh, this would be his third win at this event. I think the last one was like, I think it was 2004. So we're talking like this is, it's been a while, but he could be back in the winner's circle tomorrow. And think about this. Cause we don't talk about it often, because most people in golf don't like to, to project out, but I, I love to hang my hat on the regular season is so much more important now than it's ever been before. And the reason I say that is because now of the way you tear yourself at the tour championship. So now if he wins tomorrow, think about this, Rick, he's almost guaranteed him because of the amount of points that he's going to have. He's almost guaranteed himself into the tour championship. Yep. Like as long as he just shows up, for the first two events, he'll probably make the tour championship. And now he's setting himself up to be the number one seed with a, to start at minus 10 and everybody else is staggered behind him. Think about what this story could turn into. This is not just about the RBC heritage to me. It's about the long game and he's smart enough and he's old enough to understand the math and understand if he wins these, that what it's going to mean come August and September. And it could be one of the stories, all time stories on the PGA tour. Yeah. He's going to have a ton of points. If he can close this one down, the closest chaser is Colin Morikawa and coach Stewart sink could literally be Colin Morikawa's father because Colin and Stewart Sink's son, Reagan were born in the same year. That's, that's <laughs> what we have. That's what we have going on. Uh, Morikawa got off to a bit of a slow start on Saturday. He goes out in even par. He missed a lot of makeable putts. He had given himself looks all 
all day. He was able to right the ship. He made four birdies on his inward nine, but he is going to he is going to play in the final group. So he'll be in the final group with Stuart Sink. We'll be able to keep an eye on him, but he's going to be five back. He's got, I don't I, I think it's I think it might be too much. But if there's anybody who can do it, I think it's this guy. It's, it's too much because when you play in the final group, normally you want that leader to either be a first time champion, a guy that has never won a lot or has never been in a position like this a lot. That's not who Stuart Sink is. He's a major champion. He's been there. He's made the money. He's third in the FedEx Cup. He's not going to be nervous that if he gives up the five-shot lead tomorrow, that that's going to change his life. He doesn't need this victory. He damn sure wants it, but he doesn't need it. I think that takes a lot of pressure off of him playing with Colin Morikawa. And what does this also say about Colin Morikawa? That when he shows up at an off tournament, and this would be considered an off tournament, his game is still good enough when he's not making any putts to still be in second place when he has his B minus game. And I would say B minus C plus because his iron game is so freaking good. This scares me. If I'm the rest of the PGA tour that Colin Morikawa is doing this when he clearly is not hitting the ball uh, as good as he can. Four wins in his last 39 starts for Colin wow. Morikawa to illustrate what coach is talking about here. So let's let's remember, Stewart Sink is five shots clear, five shots better than Colin Morikawa, but it's Morikawa who leads the field in strokes gained tee to green. So we are really talking about the difference coming with the flat stick. Morikawa has lost a little bit over a stroke and Sink has gained nearly four. There's your different co- difference, coach. That The flat stick alone, what has happened on the greens this week is the entire entirety of the separation between sink and Morikawa. And that's really the, you know, when you look at the top players, that is usually the difference. We say it about JT all the time. The putting is the difference. And now Morikawa is very, very quickly getting into that category that if he puts well, he's going to win. He's going to win. If he shows up and he puts well, that's how good he hits the ball. There is nobody. When we say he's the best iron player on tour, there's nobody saying, ah, 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 it's that guy. No, I don't think there's any disputing. You got like two dudes. It's JT. Morikawa, now three, and Corey Connors. Then it's a big drop, in my mind, to the next person as far as iron play is concerned. And that's why you see Corey Connors these days showing up every single week. He's not winning, but he's showing up. He's knocking on the door. Colin Morikawa is winning, and he's still showing up and knocking on the door. And we're starting to see guys being very, very consistent in that top 10 most weeks. There you go. Producer Jacob, this is a good call. Show, showing my website here. So this is the strokes gain. Colin Morikawa, 12.02 from T to green. Sink, 12.01. Literally, the only wow. difference is coming in the putting. That's awesome. Great call awesome. there, Producer Jacob. Uh, William Hill, our friends at William Hill, they say this is a one horse race and maybe like a one and a half horse race. So we've got Stuart sink minus two fifties, the prohibitive favorite to win the 2021 RBC heritage Colin Morikawa, That man, five shots back is plus four fifty. Those are really the only two that William Hill is giving credit to on Sunday because the next closest guy, Emiliano Grio, who is going to enter the day six shots back is 20 to one. So coach wow. it's seemingly Stuart Sink winning this or Colin Morikawa winning this. That is the way that William Hill is trying to tell us. You know, when I do this, you know what I mean right here, right? <laughs> well, you know a little sprinkle I mean. action, a, l- a little <laughs> sprinkle, baby. How about a little sprinkle on that 20 to one? Because the last thing you're going to do. And if you're out there and you say, you know what? I'm going to put my money on Stuart Sink. Do the math in your head. Let's just throw a few numbers out just to help mm-hmm. people out here, uh, Rick. So if you, if it's minus 250 and you bet a thousand dollars, 
Mm. You're going to win how much money? $250. No, no, no. $1,000, you're going to only win like $250. Sorry, you're going to win like, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, like $200. So you, look how much you have to, 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 to bet just to get a little bit. So 400. if you bet enough, say, 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 I know I did it doing the math. In my I did the math too. It's, it's four, it, you that 1,000 win 400. You got to bet a whole bunch. You got to bet a whole bunch, right? So, so 500 bucks wins you $200. So you got to, you know, it's, it's all that type of stuff. Now, why would you do that? And then risk Colin Morikawa shooting a 62 or a 63, or to me, you sprinkle a little bit and then you make up that money in head to head matchups. You just listen to really smart people like Rick G and myself and say, okay, tomorrow's a day that I don't do anything else except head to head matchups. It's not a day you bet on a winner. So here's what I think is interesting. There, there are two, I think there's two, uh, there's three paths. Stuart Sink does basically anything and wins the golf tournament. That's one path. The other path is Colin Morikawa, who is probably the only guy who can win this golf tournament without Sink imploding, uh, goes out and shoots that 63, 64 and steals this thing. That's path number two. Mm-hmm. But path number three, I think is more interesting coach, which is Stuart Sink does implode and imploding on a Sunday at RBC heritage might be one over. Uh, if he does that now, a lot of guys are back in action. Emiliano yeah. Grio's back in action. Matt Wallace is back. Sung J M is back. Hell even Webb Simpson who shot a 64 on Saturday and has been awesome at this course. So if you, I think you've got to decide what path you think we're going to go down. If we go down path number three, you should be focusing on the sprinkles. If we're going down any other path, <laughs> we, you, you know, you got to decide if minus two fifty. I think that's a bit, I think that's, I'm not, I'm not betting that. Um, Morikawa, 450. Eh, I'm not that excited about it. But if you think we get a little bit of a, you know, a 73 from sync, that opens up the rest of the field. I'm going to be completely candid and honest with you, as I always am. One of my very good friends, acquaintances, perhaps business partner, uh, is sitting number one in the DraftKings right now. His lineup, he has Sink, Morikawa, Matt Wallace, uh, Corey Connors, Kevin Streelman, and one other person that I can't remember, but five, I five, all six are within the, uh, the top eight. I've never rooted and I will never root so hard for sync to implode in my life. <laughs> because if this person wins $200,000, I will never ever hear the end of it. So let's go with your scenario. Number three, because just, just simply for that reason, I want it to happen. Do I think it's going to happen? Well, if you look back at some of Stuart Sink's performances this year, he can throw a 77 up there. He can throw a 78 up there. And if you look at some of his tee shots today off the tee, and he does that tomorrow, he may not be able to get that ball behind a stick onto the green like he did today. So he's got to figure out his off the tee game tomorrow so that he doesn't come out early bogey, Morikawa, two or three early birdies. Now, all of a sudden, it's a one or two shot uh, game as we head to the back nine. And I, I could see that happening. I could. Yeah, that that is interesting. He hit, a, a, especially early in his rounds, he hit a couple of loose tee shots that I thought he got favorable results from. Because once you get into that like hard pan sand that they have out yes. there, it, you're you're at the, you're in the luck of the draw. You could be behind a tree, you could kick off a tree, go left. You you have no idea what oh, it's yeah. going to do. If you get a couple of bad bounces early, you make a bogey, make a bogey or two, maybe you make a double. This is this is a whole different ball game, especially with I love the idea. I love the idea that Morikawa got into the final pairing. He can now mm-hmm. keep a close eye. He starts throwing darts. I I, I think Sink is going to win this, but there is certainly a path to Morikawa making this interesting. I also think it helps Corey Connors 
because I think Corey Connors, uh, I don't think he's going to come back and win. I, th- I think if he would have got to 12 or 13 and then still been in the second to last group, it would have been better. But obviously where he is, I think for guys that have never won before and they get into the final group on a week wins or a weekend, excuse me, they start to press. And I think we saw Corey Connors press today because he wants to get that first victory so badly. Colin Markawa is not in that category. He doesn't feel like he needs to press. He also understands that he's hitting it so good. He has the confidence of a world golf championship, of a major championship, of winning a regular golf tournament. He's done all three of those things. There's nothing that Colin Morikawa has not done in the last, what, 12 months? So now, if you're sitting in his hotel room tonight, what are you telling yourself? You're saying, you know what? I've got magic in me. And this may be one of those weeks where I dazzle the world. I say, you know what? I won this way, this way, this way but I've never won from coming five shots back. That would be what I would tell myself if I'm calling Morikawa heading into tomorrow. Before we get out of here, producer Jacob makes a great point coach. And one that just uh, seven days ago made us some cashola. We have that same situation with Hideki and Xander where Hideki had such a huge lead going into the final round. Mm. We might need to check the number on a Morikawa over sink head to head tomorrow sink's got five to play with doesn't have to keep the pedal down morikawa has one direction he needs to go i'd like to see what that number is i'm telling you i'm telling you this right now because we're we're always live on the air we're always transparent we do nothing without it being recorded that if the number is less than minus 140 i will give it out as a personal play on the early edge tomorrow morning if it's less than 140 i'm telling people right now bet it and bet it big i don't think it'll be under minus 140 but if it is, I am shooting it to the moon because there is no way that sink goes out and presses the gas pedal and gets it out to 20 or 21 under. That's not going to happen. It's not. And Colin Morikawa shooting a 67, that is going to happen. Uh, I was hoping. I was so I can't find it anywhere. It's not out yet. I was hoping it was going to be out. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, all right. That, that'll do it. We've got Stuart Singh trying to hold on to a five-shot lead on Sunday at the RBC Heritage. Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob, who's doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank the coach, who you can find on Twitter at the Coach Rules, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.